Welcome to the 10K Collective podcast for six, seven and eight figure Amazon and e-commerce sellers, part of the amazing FBA podcast family. If you want to scale fast, target a seven figure exit and enjoy the process, then keep listening. Hey folks, welcome back to the 10K Collective podcast, the place to be for six, seven and eight figure Amazon sellers. Today we are talking to Anna Santiago from Outsource School. Anna is herself in the Philippines and is the Chief Operating Officer or COO, the person who makes the trains run on time for Outsource School, which in itself is a training program and a kind of academy, if you like, for people to learn how to outsource tasks particularly to remote workers and especially in the Philippines. Outsource School is founded and run by the the people who used to run FreeUp. They've since sold that business, which is in itself was a, an agency for hiring outsourcers. So everyone involved in the process is very, very expert and very seasoned at the process. And Anna, I think, has a unique perspective about the subject we're talking about today, which is how to hire successfully in the Philippines if you are based outside the Philippines. And that is a, a real art as well as a science. And Anna herself has not only been recruited via that method as a remote Filipina working herself, but also is responsible for outsource schools, hiring people, as well as managing a team of 15 people herself in the Philippines. So really, she's seen it from both sides. So I think a unique perspective and a really, really valuable one. If you are a business owner who is even considering outsourcing, I would highly urge you to listen up and take notes. As ever, if you want to find the detailed notes and show notes, go to 10kcollective.com, where you'll also find links to any resources mentioned. Enjoy the show and enjoy Anna's insights. So, you know, I could hire somebody and listen to what they have to say and it's rubbish and then they, they don't really deliver and then they quit. I guess it's one of the fears that people have or bad experiences that people have had if they've yeah. hired people. So how do we avoid those mistakes? How do we get the right kind of person on the bus in the first place? Right. Okay. So fun fact really related to this topic is I wasn't Nathan Connor's first choice. They actually lost my job application and they went through a couple of executive virtual assistants that they eventually had to fire because they they felt it wasn't the right fit before they actually got to me because they, they, they lost my application. So the lesson there is it, your rock star can be anywhere, anyone, but we have a, we call it our care interviewing process. CARE stands for communication, attitude, red flags, and experience. Now, it doesn't matter how experienced or skilled the virtual assistant seems to be on paper. What you have to focus on more is their communication skills and their attitude. So a lot of our, our interviewing questions revolve around getting to know them, see if see how they engage with you. If they are comfortable to, to joke around a little bit during the interview, if you can, if they share their interests, if they're very open and honest with you, that is a great sign. And then of course, focusing on red flags, maybe it's something like they're working 20 hours with another client, you need them for 40, meaning they're going to be working 60 hours. That's probably not something that you like, but at least you know about helping you focus on, on red flags like that. If they're happy with the rate, is it is it something that they're comfortable with? Because you don't want them leaving you three months and then saying oh, the rate was too low. So making sure that these things are laid out, right? Okay. So it, again, it doesn't matter how experienced or skilled the virtual assistant is if they don't have the right communication and the right attitude. Somewhere down the line, maybe six months or a year, it's not going to work out. 
And that's not something that you want to happen. You want someone who is who wants who wants to learn, who wants to grow, who who likes building relationships with you, who likes talking with you, because you're going to be doing it on a daily basis, even if it is through chat. You want someone even even on chat. There is a certain thing that you can feel. You can feel their attitude uh, on the screen if if they're enthusiastic or not. And you want someone who's enthusiastic, that passion, because that those are the people that can turn into real rock stars because they will they will learn everything that they have to learn. They will grow. They will be proactive and, and care for your business. So those are, are the four things that we focus on. Of course, the, the experience is, is still, it's still important, but it's better to get someone who, who knows a little bit about it and is is willing to very eager to learn rather than who has a lot of experience but is doesn't have a great attitude you know yeah answers bl- really short sentences and and doesn't like feedback answers back when you give constructive criticism and, and things like that yeah by the way that, all of those things sound a bit like me and i'm just thinking the job where i've been the worst employee you know and it was a job i took just purely for the paycheck i didn't want it, it was a backward step as far as i'm concerned even from reading my cv or resume you could have seen yeah. it's like this then this then this and then this that doesn't fit doesn't fit and it didn't fit for me mm-hmm. and if they'd been smart they would have seen i remember sitting in the in the in the room before the interview for this and there was some really nice hard-working polish guy who you know poland's a lower wage economy particularly then and i thought you know what he's going to be hungry for this job he's going to do a better job but his english won't be so good and they're probably prejudiced because he isn't speaking fluent english i'm sure he's a very good player um trumpet player and i'm sure he's going to teach better than i would and i think i'm going to get the job and i think all of those things were accurate i got the job because i was nice and smiling in the interview because i wanted the money the money and I was very experienced and I had the right, the skill set. There was no question my skill set was yeah. right for teaching and music. Yeah. I had a very high level skill set in both things, but I wasn't excited about the opportunity. So I just turned it up late. I was really bad. I, I left it. I was like a terrible employee. I was like a textbook of don't do this. And the reason why you've just nailed down, if they'd been smart and they'd come to you guys and got training, they would have sensed or they would have picked out that, that it's not even just attitude. Let's talk about this. Somebody's resume, like if they've run, like in if your case, you've run uh, teams of 15 people. You're the COO for a significant company. You have an amazing relationship with the company owners and CEO, CEO. And if you suddenly turned up in my list of VAs to interview for a job just doing data entry, I'd be like, why do you want this job? This is a huge yeah. step back for you. So tell me a bit about assessing resumes and CVs before you even interview somebody from that point of view. That's a really funny story because um, I had so much experience before working for Nathan and Connor. So it's like they're, they're asking rate for their executive VA was half of what my my rate was, my listed rate was, because I had so much experience. And they were like, are you really sure you want to take this job for a rate that's much lower than what you're supposed to be getting? And I'm like, hell yeah. I mean, yes, it's easy. Yes, it's something that I have a lot of experience with and, and probably more I'm, I'm more capable. But the thing is, I really want the opportunity, wanted the opportunity to work with Nathan and Connor. I mean, I've known them for for years, but I've I've heard like a ton of good feedback about how they manage their VAs. And I just wanted to be a part of of a family, right? So I took a lower paying job with skill sets that I've I've learned eight years ago. But that the excitement of an opportunity they got. Okay, so it did happen to me. So I have I have really great answers for you guys. It won't always be about 
what they are capable of. I have interviewed, so I do some interviews as well for, for our team. And I also do interviews for members of Outsource School. It's, it's part of our service as well. I'll tell you guys about that a little bit later. But when I look at VAs, they will grab any type of job that they are capable of doing because they don't have much opportunity here in the Philippines. And they are also hoping that if they take a, a job that that is below what they are capable of, that their clients will see their potential and use them and they'll grow within that role. So all of these VAs are looking for growth and stability, even if you have to start from the beginning somewhere and prove to your clients that you are capable of so much more, but they're always looking for that stability just to work with a particular client for a year, even if it means data entry and, and email management and calendar management. And then of course, you know, you'll also see what other things that they're still that maybe you can use that in your business later on. Being a VA doesn't mean that you only take a particular type of job, not like um, a marketing um, specialist, right? If you have like, if you've studied in a school or like a lawyer, then you, of course you have to be a lawyer as, as freelancers. We're called freelancers because we can take, different multiple different types of jobs because we're skilled at so many different things and if these people are willing to to work for uh, that kind of job a lower lower skilled job then th those people may be rock stars they're they're willing to to get a lower rate because there is great growth opportunity there that is a good sign too. Yeah, I my, my brain kind of went all over the place. There's just so much about that topic there, but I hope I answered your yeah, question. <laughs> very interesting. Well, I mean, what's great is is to hear from somebody, you're in a quite a unique position to educate us because you both manage and hire virtual assistants, but you were one yourself back yeah. in the day. I, I wouldn't call you an assistant to anyone in, in the sense that you're the COO. That's a pretty serious um, role in any company. And also you're managing teams. So I, I just, I don't know what you call you, remote CEO, remote team leader, but I wouldn't use <laughs> yeah. VA anymore. But that, that brings yeah. you to a really critical question, actually, which is, you've kind of answered this to a degree, but I suppose what you're saying is people can take on lots of different types of jobs. So that implies you can take on anyone. Now, two two questions come out of that. One is, should I be looking for somebody who's a specialist in a particular area. If, for example, mm -hmm. I need somebody to do amazing YouTube marketing or video marketing or yeah. product photography editing, do I need to get somebody ready to train in this skill set? Or do you think it's okay to just grab anyone with a great attitude and, it, and work ethic and train them up? What, what's your thoughts about that? Okay, so I should have been more clear, but freelancers have the, the, the capability to learn different skills, right? But if you're hiring one, make sure that they do have the necessary experience for that role. So you, you know, within the job post, you're like, we'll be responsible for this, 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 and this, must have experience at least two years in this area. But that does not mean that their, their only skill is video editing or graphic design. They may also be skilled with Amazon inventory or managing sellers central, things like that, right? So what I'm saying is they, they may have different skills that are unrelated to each other, right? But yes, always look for a VA with the necessary experience. So yeah, like has bookkeeping experience, has customer service experience, has lead generation experience, has email marketing experience, content writing, social media management experience, anything that you need within your business, make sure that they have experience doing that. Even general VA tasks like handling emails, make sure that they've been a general VA for at least a year for someone else before you, you hire them yourselves. Because 
you know, you're learning how to outsource yourself. And then, you know, you, you need a VA that knows what they're doing because you, you yourself are still getting used to the idea. So you build these relationships and yes, you grow together, but find someone with the experience always. Great. Okay. That, that's a nice, clear answer. Now, the, the related question to that is, should you find a specialist or a generalist? I suppose what you're saying is find somebody who has the skill set you need with at least two years experience at very minimum one, which is a great, clear answer. Mm-hmm. But don't neglect that the fact that they're great at video marketing might mean they're amazing at COO and operations thinking if they yeah. have a talent like you. But yeah. the other thing, though, <laughs> the flip side of that is the, the classic question. There's there's advice in the theoretical advice in books and then there's real life, which is if you're just starting out with hiring, should you hire one virtual assistant who does everything sort of, you know, email, content marketing, mm-hmm. social media mm-hmm. marketing, everything else, which I frankly have done. Obviously, if they need to do bookkeeping, they need to have a financial qualification or law is a bit unusual <laughs> yeah. to that sort of Philippines, I guess. But yes. but bookkeeping, that's pretty obvious. But there's that kind of middle ground. So should I be hiring one person for, you know, 30 hours a week to cover a lot of stuff or 40 hours? Or should I be looking to hire two or three different people with specific skill sets? Great question. So we get that a lot. Okay, so we definitely recommend against hiring one virtual assistant to do everything within your business. One of the reasons is they can easily burn out managing different areas of the business. That is, that is, yes, that is high level. And yes, it's definitely possible. I've done it before, but I didn't stick with that client. So that's got to say something. Another one is you want to make sure that you define your teams. You, you give, you give definitions to, to your teams. Okay. So Imagine you have one virtual assistant managing your entire operations and then they they get COVID, for example. They're out for a couple of weeks. So what do you do? Who's the backup? Yourself? That, that can't happen. So yes, you can have one general assistant first, but make sure it's, it starts with the, again, uh, repetitive daily tasks, uh, repetitive daily tasks, the daily, the monthly, the, the weekly tasks. And then, you know, start from there offload some of that off your plate. And then you focus on the next thing, social media management, go hire a social media manager. And then what, what's next? You need a sales assistant to take, to take calls, to, to tell people about your product Then hire a sales assistant, but never have one person do everything for, for a long time. You can, you can do it for a little while while you're figuring things out, but please make sure that they're okay with it. You know, talk to your, talk to your VA and say, Hey, I know that you're handling a lot right now, just tell me if it's overwhelming. We'll get you some help. Don't expect them to, to do everything because it's supposed to be their job. It, they're supposed to have clear tasks in a certain area of the business. Like even I, as a COO, have people that manage. I have We have a sales department and we have the, the marketing department and we have the onboarding department. We have simply SOP department. It's well-defined partnerships, affiliates. It's all different people managing those areas. And I just watch over all of them, right? So yes, I'm still involved with every part of the business, but at least there are other people there that are responsible. Sorry, one more thing before I I end that part. So yes, hiring for different departments also helps you minimize the risk of when, when some of them are out, you have other people in your team that can take over. This is why it's always, it's very important to make sure that your team knows what each other, what what the, the other person's work is. So I know what the sales department is doing. I know what the marketing department is doing and your team should do that too. Everyone on our team are uh, building relationships with people, even if they don't really work together. Like um, the social media manager and the salesperson doesn't really work together a lot, but they should still know what each other is doing so that at least if the social media manager is out sick, someone can say, hey, yeah, she was working on this. I can take over for a couple of days, right? Does that make sense? 
it should. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah, yes. So in other words, I guess if you've got, there's a lot to reflect on here. So I think I'm just gonna reflect back. I mean, first of all, I'd fall into the trap when you find a really great person. And by the way, this is not. I, I can't emphasize enough. All of this stuff is really about the virtual thing. It, first of all, you're not virtual, you're a real person. The only thing that's virtual is yeah. that you and I are discussing things on Zoom. But for the yeah. last year and a half in the UK, US, everyone's done that anyway. So that, that distinction, I think, is just out of the window. There's a difference in time zone. You're willing to work in the middle of the night, for which I'm very grateful. Yeah. That's the only difference. <laughs> that's the only difference, right? That on whether the internet's dodgy where you happen to be. Honestly, I've had worse internet in the UK with most people I've dealt with in the mm. last week. That You and I have got perfect internet. So there is no practical difference. So I think this is like mm -hmm. everyone who's, whether you would never hire outside of your hometown in your life same stuff applies i just want to say that because this is golden stuff really so the first thing is i until recently had one person who did everything they were so competent and lovely and there is there's the book the e-myth revisited which i have very close to me physically on the desk because it's that important the e-myth revisited american book all about physical non-virtual non-digital businesses and hiring people in the good old us of a same thing which is the big story mm -hmm. is you hire an amazing person they start to do more and more and more stuff and then they quit yeah. and you have to go back to doing everything yourself working 80 hour exactly. weeks so that's the yeah. first thing the second thing is until recently i was doing exactly that and i think the reason it's often hard to give clear roles and to help me reflect on this with your experience with hiring people on behalf of outsourced school clients is because we as the business owners a small business i a solopreneur are used to doing absolutely everything so we do 20 different types of roles in a day and then we mm -hmm. kind of end up expecting everyone else in the world to work that same way. So how do yeah. we work our way out of that stuff? SOP creation, I agree, mm -hmm. but that still doesn't mean you don't end up doing 20 different tasks in a day. So, so how do we transition ourselves such that we can start to think in terms of this role, this role, and this role rather yeah. than just everything? Right. So you got to focus more on working on your business rather than in your business. Let go of the, the reins just a little bit and again, create a two, uh, create lists. Okay. So the first lists are, are going to be the repetitive stuff, the daily, the weekly, the monthly things that you need to, to, to outsource for someone else to do, whether it's your email, your calendar, appointment, setting sales, customer service, all of that. And then you have a second list. The second list is for things that you are not really skilled at doing yourself, maybe social media management, graphic design, video editing, web development, content writing. And you'll notice that the first list is actually mostly from the operations side of your business. And the second list is mostly from the marketing side of your business. The easiest tasks to outsource to free up just a little bit of your time is going to be the first list. So focus on that, just the bare minimum five or 10 hours a week. And that's the beauty of hiring freelancers um, or virtual assistants is you can hire them for five hours, for 10 hours, for 20 hours. It doesn't have to be full time, right? So start from from what you can handle right now right don't 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 stress yourself with having to to fill 40 hours of work and you don't know where to start and you don't know how to create these sops no just start with the basics have someone manage your calendar check your emails every day that's a great start and then at least you have an extra hour or two within the day to focus on the other priorities of your business and what you need help with next, right? So again, the the the, the well-known phrase or the well-known sentence, if you want things done right, you got to do it yourself, is completely wrong, right? You need help to scale and to build your business to seven to eight figures, or even, you know, if, if you're just starting even to six. And if, if you have a, an extra... $50 a week to pay a virtual assistant for 10 hours, 
to help you to, so that you can get more clients and focus on, on, on building out your marketing. There, there you go. Just start with even the smallest things. Yeah, I love that. And by the way, again, that reality check, if you can't afford $50 a week, there is something massively broken about your business. <laughs> you either need to change how you're doing it or you just stop because you just created yeah. a horrible, really, really low paying job for yourself. Because if you can't pay somebody mm. else $5 an hour, which is tax deductible because it's a business expense. If you make $5 revenue an hour and you pay somebody $5 an hour, your business is at break even. But if that's all your business will make, then you should stop. So it's a reality check. And some people's businesses, by the way, should shut down in their current form or change radically. And I'm kind of, I've been in that situation myself, by the way. And, you know, I, I, whenever I think I can't afford to pay somebody $4 an hour, my business generally works at three, four, five dollars an hour range. I, I stop and I think, what's broken in my business because if i can't pay somebody five dollars an hour to do a task there's something horribly wrong and i yeah. suppose the flip side of that let's just briefly talk about this then i suppose we ought to wrap this up and let you get back to running you know whole companies from from the comfort of your home in the philippines there must be therefore by that definition a certain level of tasks you're never going to do everything that you could do right in yeah. an ideal perfect world you would do there must be some level at which it drops below the task when nobody should be doing it how do you define tasks that you should just stop doing before you even outsource it that nobody should be doing like exactly you mean, yeah. like a va shouldn't do at all yeah because okay. because you literally can't get any value out of five dollars an hour ah how do no, we identify there's... tasks you shouldn't even be doing and nobody should be doing oh gosh this okay so you can automate emails right like your newsletter or you know, welcome sequence emails if, if someone joins your your community and stuff like that you can schedule posts but still you need someone to schedule those posts right you can automate a, a ton of stuff but within our business we have someone for for every department still because it, it's it's there's still a ton of value of having someone watch it to have that personal warm touch to give to give your your customers that personalized experience so i i don't have a a, a great answer for you there because i believe in in making the customer's experience better with someone who is who's a warm body not not a robot not automate not everything automated so yes you can have some automated emails some automations here and there within your business to to help the team make their make their lives easier maybe auto charges and and you know stuff like that but really there still should be someone there to make sure everything's running smoothly in case someone runs into a problem and 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 give give some of the love to your to your clients your customers if that makes sense yeah, it does. So let's mm-hmm. let's get on to one final question I've got for you. And then we ought okay. to let people, because I know you've got another meeting coming up, busy back-to-back yes. calendar. If things aren't working out as well as we want to, I know you've got a little checklist here of things that we can go back over to see how do we improve the the way that our virtual assistant's working for us if, it, if it's not working so perfectly. So can you just run over that? Because I think that could be valuable for those who've already got a VA but are struggling a bit. Right. Okay. So some of the things that I I tell my our, our members is if things are not working within your business, you've got to go back to the basics, resetting of expectations, meaning talking about their responsibilities and what they're having issues with, making sure that they understand the the important whys behind they're doing the task, why why you created the business in the person first place and helping them understand that resetting these expectations and, and telling them, Hey, we needed to improve in these areas, you know, coming from a positive place as well and saying, 
we love working with you. There's just some areas that you, you, you need to work on. We, we, we want you to grow. We want you to succeed, but here, A, B, and C, we need, we need to see better things within these areas in the next two weeks. If not, we may have to replace you with someone else. And I know that the feeling of replacing someone else seems terrible. Uh, Looking for someone else seems terrible, but Having resetting these expectations knocks some sense into a lot of VAs. So you you may not even have to replace them, but just just the the sense of that they may lose their jobs will will make them work even harder to keep it. Another thing is to to avoid this in the first place so that it doesn't happen to you is have a really good onboarding process. A lot of the people that we've spoken to, entrepreneurs that have a hard time hiring virtual assistants, it's because they don't have the onboarding process in the first place. So onboarding focuses on four main points. We call it our SICK method. Scheduling, issues, communication, and culture. So establish the schedule that they work. And if there's any problems, you know, okay, going, going to the issues. There are any problems with their with um, their computer, their internet, personal issues. Make sure that they. Third point: communicate with you. You set up your communication channels like Messenger for emergencies, email you can respond to within 24 hours. If it's Viber, we expect you to respond in two to four hours. That's fine. But if it's an emergency and you can't come in and work, make sure you tell us. Message us on on Messenger. Make sure that you have clear, concise plans for every single thing that they have to communicate with you on a daily basis. Just check in on Slack and make sure that they update you on, on what they're working on. And if, and if you notice that some of their, some of their tasks are, are really good. If, if they're doing some of the work really well, and there are some areas where they're struggling, have them pause all work and focus on those, those few areas where they're having difficulty with until they get it a hundred percent and then they can bring back the other tasks. So basically, sorry, excuse me. Focusing on that. Another thing is making sure to check in with them. Okay. So a lot of the problems down the down the road comes from them feeling burnt out or stressed out with the work. And it doesn't have to come to that if you have a meeting with them weekly and asking them, hey Anna, how are you doing? How are you feeling? Is any of the work overwhelming? Do you still enjoy what you're doing? Is there any other part of the business where you want to want to work with us a little bit more on? What what do you enjoy? You know, are are they still happy? Are they still motivated? And you know, sometimes you gotta you gotta give and take a little with them. Like, hey, um, we noticed you've been working really long hours. We we feel that you're kind of stressed out here. I want to give you a bonus as a thank you, and also to make sure that it doesn't happen again in the future i mean like if you guys are stressed out talk to us rather than it causing a problem in the in down the line where they lose focus they're not determined they make mistakes within the business so from the get go make sure you establish communication with them you know the culture that uh, the they have to be on time they can be open and honest with you they can treat each other with respect you know love love the rest of the team treat the business as their own all of those values as many as you you want to have within your business, make sure that those are clear from from the from the very start. And if down the line a year later, you guys lose that, go back to it, reset the expectations, tell them again, you need to turn this around, and it it, it should work. So yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, that's a great checklist, by the way. That I, I really really like that. So we're going to have some detailed show notes at ten kcollective.com, and obviously people should 
I, I think this is really valuable stuff because you're in a unique position to, to sell it from both sides of the fence. Very unusual. So I think people should take you, you know, what you have to say very seriously and, and make detailed notes. But obviously, in like an hour, we can't give everything you need. So that's why Outsource School <laughs> exists, right? So tell us a little bit about the sort of training. You've mentioned Outsource School and some of the training before. We'll, we'll stick a redirect from amazingfba.com forward slash Outsource School to any links and if you're listening via live then you won't be able to get it yet we'll set that up for the podcast but just tell us briefly what sort of stuff you guys uh, teach people in outsource school yeah of course so again uh, like i mentioned earlier we help you guys master outsourcing and we have a ton of playbooks and formula so we have our main system which is called cracking the va code that teaches you everything that you need to know before you even make a hire prepares you for the interview we have downloadable cheat sheets that you can just plug and play we have all the interviewing questions we have an, an, a really well built out interviewing process and training and, and management and stuff like that that's just our main system called cracking the va code we also have 20 plus other playbooks and formulas revolving around the operation side of your business as well as the marketing side stuff like the partnership playbook, marketing, email marketing playbook, project management playbook, team lead playbook. We have the bookkeeping VA playbook, the sales playbook, the, the customer service playbook. We have the video editing, graphic design playbook. There's a lot. There is just a lot. And we keep adding to it every single month. We also have coaching sessions with me, Nathan and Connor as well. And it's very rare where you find the CEO, CEOs are us. Yeah, CEOs are, are involved with coaching because they're usually very busy. But what I love about Nathan and Connor in Outsource School is they make they make sure they make time for the people who want to learn from them. We also have our SOP software that helps you create a, a bunch of, of great SOPs with a combination of video text images. And we have a free migration service. And all of this I'm mentioning right now is just part of a membership. Speaking of which, you know, it takes, I can talk. For, for another 20 minutes about what our services are. But if you want to learn more about what our services are and have a more personalized experience, like us talking about what your business is and how we can help you, please schedule a call with me. I'll give Michael my booking link so that he can put it in the comment section and, and give, it, give it to you guys. So my booking link and my email address. And I do have a special discount code for for your community 20% off our yearly plan and if you schedule a call with me I have a limited number of slots but you guys get a free care package care plus package if you schedule a call with me and purchase a membership our care plus package is where we write the job post for you I would look for the candidates for you I would interview them for you someone of high caliber who we would be comfortable hiring ourselves and I have very very high standards for the people I interview so it's just something to save you some time like if you feel like you don't have time to hire someone and, and just saving you the, the 10 20 hours of looking for someone we have that and if you schedule a call with me and if you decide to become a member you get one for free we usually sell that for 597 per care plus package but perks of having the coo of outsource school on your community is you get discounts so my email is anna at outsourceschool.com anna with just one n ANA at outsourceschool.com. And again, I'll give all my information to Michael so that he can post it in the um, comment section of the of the live video and everywhere else, and as well as like the coupon codes and, and such. So I hope you guys got a ton of value from what uh, we talked about today. I love being here in 
thank you so much for listening thank you Anna it's fantastic stuff and even to like the pitch is pitch perfect beautifully delivered and yeah I, I'm a big big fan of Nathan and and Connor I've spoken to Nathan a lot of times I've worked with him I've hired people from him I've had my my clients hire on my recommendation from him and and now to, to see you coming up and and also he's got great taste in in people hired a, a fantastic person for sure and <laughs> I think uh, it's great to see how the culture of a, a person can become infused into the culture of a business and then you know you're now being the the, the sort of not the second Nathan you're your own person you're very different but also you, you've got the passion and that kind of clarity of thought and, and the way of delivering things in very direct comprehensible way there's a sort of outsource school culture which you kind of represent <laughs> yes. which is interesting so that that's really what I guess if we're going to create real businesses a final reflection is that we need to create something that's going to outlast who we are because eventually most of us mm. aspire as Connor and, and Nathan have done already to create a business which you sell for most of it's an it's an e-commerce business for them it was yes. a service-based business for e-commerce owners but same difference create something that you can sell that kind of lives on beyond you and I think you're a classic example of how you can pass on the flame you know and uh, you certainly have a great passion for the business and uh great great learnings for me personally so i really think this is a great episode for those who are ambitious to build a real business they've got to hire people as you say you cannot grow mm -hmm. it by working 100 hours a exactly. week you just cannot do that so you're going to have to hire so a uh, great place to start and a really fantastic information many many thanks for coming on the show wow. Thank you. I have more freebies. I forgot to mention like a Please. free webinar, the VA calculator. Like if you, you, if you don't understand what your budget is for hiring virtual assistants, we have this really cool VA calculator that helps you figure that out. So I'll send it all over to Michael and he can pass it all over on over to you guys. But yeah, we have a bunch of, of free giveaways and, and discounts. Great. Well, we'll put it all under amazingfpa.com forward slash outsource school. That sounds like a good Perfect. place for podcast listeners who don't have the benefit yeah. of clickable links. Podcasting needs to evolve, right? We can't click links and podcasts. Yeah. We should be able to, but not <laughs> at, at, at the moment, it's not really easy to set that up. So look, Anna, I know you've got another appointment. Many, many thanks for coming on the show. Fantastic information. Thank you, Michael. I appreciate you taking a chance. I know you were skeptical, but <laughs> I, I have a great feeling I, I uh, turned you around there. You absolutely did. <laughs> Thank you. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to the 10K Collective podcast for six and seven figure Amazon sellers. I really hope you found the show helpful to you. Please don't forget to subscribe to the show. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, please do leave us a quick star rating. It will take you all of 30 seconds to do it, but it does mean we can be found by and help many more e-commerce business builders. I wish you fast and profitable scaling, and I hope you enjoy the process of building your seven-figure Amazon business. Thanks very much for listening.